0: All right, welcome everybody. This is Luke with Luke Humphrey Running, and uh, I'm recording this on uh, April 27th. I've had this written out for a while, but we're uh, just getting getting to record it. Uh, as you know, it's a busy time of year. Lots of uh, spring marathons are, are wrapping up, which I thought would be a perfect time to talk about segment assessing. All right, so from what I find when people either sign up for coaching or they fill out a coaching application, uh, my athletes and then athletes in the Facebook group, um, you'll see a lot of times where people just kind of assess one aspect of of their segment, um, whether it goes well or whether it goes bad. Um, and I think it, uh, I think it takes some assessment because even if it goes well, right? A lot of people say, "Oh, the plan works and all this and that," which, which is true. It's true. It does. No, no, uh, no argument there. But, uh, um, but it's also why else did it go well, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what other things in your life were going well? What other things uh, happened to fall into place, or what did you work on to put yourself? in a position to be successful this time, you know? So there's a lot of different things you can look at. And then when it goes wrong, a lot of people just want to blame the plan, which, you know, it, it is a fair assessment. Sometimes it, it is the plan. I'm not going to say it's not. But a lot of times it's the plan because it wasn't the plan for you right then or you had other things going on in your life that would have greatly affected how the plan would have worked too. So so I just think it's it's important not to just put the blinders on and not look back at all and just plow forward. Because then what happens a lot of times is that the athlete just says, well, I need to train harder or uh, I need to run more mileage or whatever the case is. And they're, they're looking at it from a a narrow point of view. Right. And I want to put everybody in a position where you're taking a, a panoramic view of everything that's going on so then you can make a decision that's actually going to be targeted at something that went wrong during your segment so that we can fix that specific thing. Right. And so if we just blindly say, Hey, I want to run more miles. because I'll be honest. I get a lot of people who tell me they're running, you know, a, a certain amount of mileage that I feel like, wow, that's, you know, if, if I was running that kind of mileage, I would expect to be significantly faster than I, than I am. Right. And so, that's what it always comes down to. Is that I just need to run more miles. Or I need to train harder. But we need to figure out what that actually means. Like in terms of how are we going to actually make that a practical use for our training to get the most out of that. All right. So that's what I want to. That's what I want to talk about. So, um, so regardless of how things ended up, uh, I think it's important to take it. Take some time. Just look over everything and take stock of the segment as a whole. So. Um, You know, I wouldn't do this the afternoon after your race. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I really probably wouldn't do it for like a week after your race. I would let everything kind of get back into homeostasis and I would be able to, you know, be able to walk again. I'd be able to kind of maybe put my emotions to the side uh, and really just take an honest look. And that's whether it goes well or if it goes if it does not go very well, Um, because if it goes well, you're going to look at things differently then you would maybe a week later when you can just kind of let your emotions calm down. And the same thing, obviously, if things go really wrong, like, you know, I don't know how many times I retired after a bad race and then I'm like, ah, you know, I got to walk that back a few days later, (laughs) later, right? You you don't need to do that. So take, give yourself some time, uh, recover, kind of uh, catch up on some things with uh, your family and work and all this and that, and then come back, take a look at things and just make an honest assessment of where things went well and things went, things didn't go very well. So um, so some of the things that I would evaluate, and we've done this with our athletes in the past, um, I'm working on updating uh, a form for them. So it's not uh, as, uh, it's kind of clunky as it is now, but uh, some things I would ask yourself if I was doing this after a race segment would be, um, this first section would be your training overall. Some questions would be, how would you rate your training overall? So on a scale of one to 10, where would, where would you have put how your training ended up um, throughout the entire segment on average? The second second thing would be, how how did you feel during the workouts? Did, you, did they go okay for the most part? Were they too hard? Were they too easy? You know, and then the Facebook um, group, somebody was asking about, you know, basically asked, I can try to recall off the top of my head, but basically, uh, if I hit the workouts during the, the, the training plan, does that mean I can run that pace? and you know i had to be honest with them like no it doesn't because i don't know how you got there right like if you ran a 10 mile tempo and you know the, your heart rate was way too high you felt like it was way too you you really had the soul search to get to that 10 mile tempo to hit that time then probably not you're probably not ready but if you were able to do them and they were hard but you were able to recover you were able to to not actually have to extend yourself into uh parts unknown to to be able to hit those to hit those paces yeah i mean you probably got a pretty decent chance but when you look at it that way it's just one aspect too right um the other things that are going to come up i would automatically ask would be look well, well it's going to depend on how well you ex- uh um uh, execute your race strategy how well you um Perform your nutrition and hydration strategy, if things go right during the race, if the weather's, I mean, so there's so many things that you could look at, right? Um, So just hitting one workout or a series of workouts isn't necessarily going to tell you too much. But if we look at those, that's why we want to look at them. They're like, do you feel like they were too hard? Were they too easy? All those things. Um, The third thing would be, how is your weekly volume compared to other segments, right? So if you you jumped up your volume a lot, that's probably going to make you more fatigued, So for instance, if you were used to running 50 miles a week and now all of a sudden you jumped up to, you know, 65, 70 miles a week, that's going to have a big impact, right? So um, now does that mean you have to go back down to 50? No, but actually, honestly, if you went back, if you stayed there at that 60 to 70 and did the segment again, you'd probably have a much better segment just because your body would be more used to it. But on the other side too, like if you're used to running 70 miles a week and all of a sudden, you know, you had a, you took a new job that required your, more of your time and you can only run 50 miles a week, well, that's going to impact how things go overall over four, week, over four weeks, over four months, and over the over the race. Uh, the next thing I would ask is how consistent with your training, right? If you were, you know, more than 80% consistent with your training, I would say that's pretty good. Um, I don't expect anybody to be 100% for for their training. And honestly, I think if things go 100% during the training, it usually means that the race is going <laughs> to it's going to cut, it's going to happen somewhere. So it's probably going to happen when you don't want it to happen. So if somebody misses a day or two, um, you know, every month or something like that, that's, that's one thing. If you have to move things around, that's, that's not a problem. But if you find yourself that you're typically wanting to run, you know, six days a week and you averaged four days a week, then you you multiply that time 16, 18 weeks. That's a big chunk of time that you missed, right? So that's probably going to be a factor involved. And then the last thing for this section, what I would say, did you suffer through any extended illness, injury, or other time off, right? So we, you know, a while back I talked about some uh, some research that looked at Strava data, and they found that you know if you missed X amount of days, then you could basically say you were going to lose you know, three to 5% or whatever the case was for the marathon. Now, I don't, I don't necessarily buy any, any of my reasons on that discussion, but, um, but the, the trend is there, right? If you're going to miss a bunch of time along the way, you can't expect the performance to be as, as good as you were hoping for. All right. Um, and this is and the big thing I want you to take away from this is like, not that everything has to be the best or has to feel great or um, anything like that, but we're really looking to see if you were really consistent and you were able to handle the workload all right. If you weren't able to handle the workload and it caused you to miss time, then that's a big, big red flag. Right. So we need to fix what you were actually doing, whether if you really couldn't do six days a week. And so you got overwhelmed and you just kind of started just skipping days and we're averaging three days a week. OK, well, let's try it running four to five days a week. That's still going to be improvement on what you were before. And if we're just scaling that back, obviously, our mileage is going to come down a little bit. Uh, But we're probably going to be able to be much more consistent, which is going to allow performance to be better. Right. So there's a lot there's So we're just looking more at trends and some big red flags that would stick out to you. The second section I would look at would be nutrition and hydration. So how was how was my race day fluids and nutrition? Right. Did I was I getting enough calories in? Um, Was I able to take in fluids on a regular at a regular rate, minimize you know, like I had a I had a conversation with uh, with one of my athletes, Jacob, before um, for before Boston, and he's a big numbers guy, and he got the sweat analyzer and stuff, and he's calculating out that he's going to need you know so many grams of salt um, or milligrams of salt for an hour to make up for what he's losing. And I'm just like, Jacob, you, you don't have to be perfect, you just have to be close, right? And if you're close, you're gonna be you're gonna do all right. Um, so just look at that too. Um, how was your nutrition leading up to the race? Did you carbo load? Um, did you have problems carbo loading? Did you not carbo load? Were you eating enough um during the taper to, to kind of make sure you were getting enough of what you needed? Um, did you practice fueling and hydration during your workouts? Um, and if not, how did that play a role in your race day, fluids and nutrition? Did that allow you to get everything in you wanted, or because you limited during workouts, you were only able to get in smaller amounts during the race. And that maybe ultimately hurt your race because we just hadn't trained the stomach enough to handle in more volumes of, of carbohydrates and fluids. And a big thing for me, I would say is do you, are you, were you eating enough calories daily? Uh, We see this a lot. Like when a person signs up for coaching, we offer them a a free nutrition guide um, and we look at what they're eating. And a lot of times what we see is people are grossly under eating to support the work that they want to do. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times that's tied into I want to lose weight, which doesn't necessarily go well together, training hard for a marathon and trying to lose weight at the same time. You might lose weight as a byproduct of the training, but to force yourself into a caloric deficit, a significant caloric deficit while you're training in order to lose weight probably isn't the best thing because you're probably not only going to lose fat, but you're also going to lose muscle. As well, which is what we do not want to use. So we have to be really careful of that. But I would say a pretty big percentage of people we see and work with individually aren't necessarily eating enough calories during the day to support what they're trying to accomplish in training. So then, so that's what I'd look at for nutrition hydration. Um, you know, and for eating daily, like you can use Map My Fitness. You can kind of um, do some things to get an idea. I'm not a huge calorie counting guy, but you could still take a look at that and just kind of see where you're at. But if you're, if you're calculating this out and you're like, okay, I'm taking in 1500 to 2000 calories a day, but you're also trying to run, you know, anywhere from six to 16 miles a day on a 16 mile day, you know, 2000 calories, isn't going to get the job done. Right. And so it might on a six mile day, but it's not on those bigger days. So you might be overall at a fairly decent, caloric loss, which is then going to you have to start thinking about like, you know, relative energy um, deficiency syndrome. Right. And so you might not see it right away, but over the course of time, it takes, it takes its effect. But again, we're just looking for trends and looking for things that maybe we need to put some more attention into before we get going into the next segment. Third thing would be sleep. And it's really just getting a few, at least a few hours of deep REM sleep a night. So I have a, I have a, a Garmin Phoenix six. Um, and it tracks, I wear it to sleep at night, or if you're wearing an iPhone um, uh, or Apple watch, uh, aura rings, all those tons of different things where you can track your sleep. That's really what we're looking at is what's that deep REM sleep and really should be at least two to three hours a night of what you're getting. So if you're only getting six to seven hours of sleep a night, which, you know, I obviously don't recommend, but I also understand things happen. Um, then it's not necessarily got to be about the quantity. It's got to be about the quality. So if that's the case, then you really got to make sure um, leads me to my second part. There was how was your screen time at night? That's the, that's the biggest thing. Like really what I'm getting at with this though, is what was your sleep hygiene, right? Like, are you laying in bed watching your watching movies on your phone um, or, you know, just doing answering emails or whatever the case is, are you putting yourself on? Cause that's, that's been shown to deeply affect your sleep at night, right? So you really should cut back on the screen time, Significantly, or are you actually in there trying to rest? So it's really not about the the quantity, but really about the quality. The fourth thing I would look at would be recovery. How, did you feel like the workouts were too close together? Like I've talked about this a million times. If you know, the biggest thing I see with with the classic plan is that you have Tuesday Thursday workouts, um, and a lot of times it's that turnaround from Tuesday to Thursday where people get into trouble and then they just they're not completely recovered um going into that Thursday workout now we have to be completely recovered but we're maybe a little too under recovered um we're not necessarily on that upswing of you know when we talk about the stress response where you have that st- initial stress and it you know it dips your basic your basically your fitness dips way down for a little bit and then over the course of hours to maybe a day or two things return back to normal and you're able to do a workout with with no ill consequences. Sometimes I think for some people, especially really busy people or people who aren't the best with nutrition and sleep, they're going to, it's going to take them a little bit longer to recover and it might be longer than that two days between the Tuesday and Thursday. So that's what I'm really looking at. Like, did you feel like things, like, did you feel like you were way too close on the workouts? Um, the the second thing would be, were, were you taking an active measure and enhancing your recovery after workouts? You know, it, is, it can be anything like cherry juice um, you know, maybe you do, um, the Norma Tech boots or something like that, but were you doing anything above and beyond to make sure that you recovered? I'll tell you right now, the best thing you can do is re- uh, for recovery is rest, which would be, um, your sleep at night. Rehydrate and refueling. If you're not doing those three things, the other things don't even really matter. They could be, you know, cherry juice, boots, whatever the supplements you're taking. Those don't really matter unless you're taking care of those three R's. So those would be the first thing that I would focus on if you feel like you're a little too close together. And then besides rest, rehydration, refuel, what measures did you take? So maybe you know, did you get massage? Did you get? Did you go to the cryo chamber? Did you wear the boots? Whatever. What other stuff were, were you doing? Um, and not saying that you have to necessarily do those. I would, like I said, I would actually look at the three R's first. And then if I'm not doing those, I put my, my primary focus on that first and then worry about some of the other stuff. And then lastly, just what was your stress like during the segment? And I'm talking about life stress, you know, really like what, you know, did I start a new job? Did I lose my job? Did I have family issues? Did, you know, You know, like like, like I'll use an example right now. So my, <laughs> my uh, daughter's principal emailed us and was like, you know, uh, shoot. So they get out. They'll get out mem- before mem- the, just before Memorial Day. They'll be a done with school, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, the school year's winding down, and it seem, might seem like there's nothing going on." And I'm like, "Nothing going on. Like, I my daughter's got her big. I don't know. They do a state project. Um, they do for uh, fifth grade, and so everybody picks a state. And so she picked Oregon." She's got to do this trifold board. She's got to write like this huge report for it. We got to do all this research for it. Um, She's in, she's got a band concert, spring concerts next Friday. She's got her all sports banquet from school on um, Friday. She's in swim. She's in softball. And um, what else does she have going on? Oh yeah. And then she's got the winter swim banquet this week. I'm like, Things slowing down, man, things are the most busy they've been all year, right? Like, so it's like, holy crap, I don't even know what we're going to do. Like, I'm just literally just trying to survive the day right now, just trying to make sure my kid doesn't (laughs) lose her mind and just start flaking out on her homework and then um, making sure she's at where she needs to be and then getting my work done and then getting my runs in and then making sure Nikki's able to get what she wants to get in done and then all this, and then and then <laughs> buying stuff for these banquets—it's like I, it's crazy, right? So, yeah, you got to take all that into into account, right? And that's going to definitely mess with things. And a lot of times, people unfortunately have the most stress right when it right when you don't want it to, right? Like it just always seems to happen that way. Like something big happens in two weeks before your race, right? And so it's all going to take an effect. Um, but those are those are really the areas that I look at in terms of how a segment went. Um, and I'm sure there's like a sliding scale you could use, but like I said, what I want to do is I want to notice a lot of times you'll just see one or two things that are big gaping holes in what could be improved. Right. And so that's where we want to, that's where we want to improve on. But I also think it's important to why we should keep a good daily log of your training um, in simple quality notes, right? What I stress with my athletes is, you know, I don't need to know if an easy easy run went amazing, but I should have some comments in pretty much all of your workouts right like you know especially like what you did for your nutrition how the workout actually went if anything affected you know the day or two before that would have affected you coming into this thing um you know things like that and I think once you start taking those notes and you just start noticing what triggers certain things or you know and then it just makes it easier too, like to look back say okay I can be a little easier on myself right like you know, I see a lot of times with some of my athletes is they're super hard on themselves, but they don't give me a lot of information. Once I start prying into what, what the background to that was, it's like, man, you should be really proud of yourself. that like you actually, you were able to, to, to get, find a way to get this in, still be pretty darn close to what you wanted to do. And so that, you, you, then you just don't be so hard on yourself. Right. Cause I think we, I see so many people just beat themselves up about just a workout. And at the end of the day, it's like, it's a workout, man. Like, there's more important things in life than a, than a workout. So if you're if you're 95% of what the workout asked, that's not something to beat yourself up about. You should be thankful that you took you had the opportunity to get that in, in spite of everything else that's going on in your life, right? So that's what I want people to really start thinking about. But then once you're not as hard on yourself, then you kind of give yourself some grace. And then these things kind of de-stress themselves a little bit um, as far as some of the stress and things like that but it might not help with everything, but I could see it helping with just the stress and helping with maybe even your sleep uh, um, uh, hygiene and things like that. Uh, and just overall, one little thing can be a snowball effect into uh, a bunch of different things getting corrected without you necessarily going out of your way to correct those things, right? So that's what I would be, I would be looking at. Um, and as a coach, like I said, I'm just looking for trends. Off days here and there, that's one thing, right? But it's just when you're seeing uh, inconsistency become consistent. You know what I mean? Um, that's when things are going to become an issue. So the big thing, like I already mentioned this, but if you're, if you want to run five, six days a week, but you know, you got like, I, like I went a long time over the last year where like I could make an excuse every day of the week if I really wanted to. And then, in, and in, 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 it did in fact, um, hurt my running big time, right? Like I was, my mileage in 2022 was significantly less than what it was. Uh, in 2021 and you know just the overall average over the last you know 18 years it's way it was way under but I you know I didn't I didn't have much going on I could make excuses for this I could make excuses for that and it just everything kind of just fell apart. Being inconsistent was consistent for me. Um and that's what I really am trying to fix now um in 2023. All right um all right so last few things I have here what would I do um, after looking through everything is just find the right area to focus on for the next segment. So as we're working out our goals for the next segment, we can use um, the information we have from this. Just take some notes on some stuff. Just write some stuff out. Look at your logs, things like that. Um, For instance, if I was missing a bunch of workouts because I was sleeping in due to too much mindless screen time at night, then I can get a lot of bang out of my buck if I just focus on one thing and that'd be the screen time. Right? So like I just talked about, like if we change that one thing, I'm going to develop better sleep habits. I'm going to recover better. I'm going to be able to uh, do what I wanted in the morning. Uh, three workouts will probably, you know, my workouts will probably end up be better. And four, I'll be more consistent. So focusing on one thing improves at least four aspects of my training and my life, really. Um, and by taking some time, like I said, after a few days, really look, take a hard look at your segment. We can look at trends and where we're going and uh, doing right what we're doing wrong. And from there, we can look at what the biggest impact of our tr- will have on our training and focus on that first before we worry about a, bunch of, about a bunch of other stuff. Like it's just saying, you know, generically, I need to train harder, I need to do harder workouts, things like that. That might not be the case at all. It might just be as simple as reducing my screen time at night so I can get better sleep and do better workouts in the morning, right? So that's why I want you to take a look at that because I don't want you to just fall in that path of, oh, I just need to train harder or this isn't for me or I'm never going to be good or whatever the case is. Like now nah, we're all, we all can be, we can all be very good, um, but it's going to, you it's going to just take more than just running like I've, I say this a lot most of the people I work with and most of the people that we talk to through this through this podcast or on Facebook or, or whatever a lot of them know how to run they know how to go out and run they know how to do hard work that's not an issue it's you get to a you get to a point where that's not going to take you where you want to go that's that's the base of what you need but then it comes down to more and more detail what we what we actually need to be doing in in the right um, space so that we can take that next step. And it's a lot of times it's just as simple as incorporating everything that's going on in our life and recognizing that our training just isn't in a bubble by itself. Our training is interweaved with everything else that's going on in our life, right? And so one thing one thing that's completely non running related might have a tremendous impact on our and our running. So we might not have to change anything at all in the running. But this one thing that's outside of that running, and it's going to be intertwined and, and improve on running your life, your your um, your social life, whatever. Like it's going to impact a lot of different things. So that's why I think it's important. Just to after a little while, give yourself some time. Really go work through that, and really just you know jot some stuff down. Look back at your training logs, and and just see see where you're at. And how things things could be a little bit different, and then really kind of find that one thing. So if you list, make a list of like, say five to ten things that like, okay, this wasn't right, this wasn't right, this wasn't right, this wasn't right. Um, find that one thing. Look for that least resistant thing that you could work with, right? So if you have a hard time making change, find the one thing that you think would be the easiest thing to change, and start with that, and then just see what as that is changed on its own, how much that might affect maybe the other things on that list. And so by doing that one thing, maybe you've impacted all of those things on that list, but without focusing on all five of those things at the same time, right? And then you make it a lot easier on yourself to just focus on that one thing to change instead of a bunch of different things and you don't get overwhelmed and all that good stuff. So, all right. So that's it for today. Um, I think that was a, a good thing. It's a good timing for people to look at these things uh, as, their, as their segments wrap up. And then I, I truly think if you can do this and you can be honest with yourself if you have big goals over the next year the two years three years whatever the case is doing these honest assessments of yourself is really going to cut down that time of needing to actually reach those goals right we're not repeating the same mistakes over and over again we're able to actually act on something that we can do and that's going to it's going to propel us further faster and that's where we want to be. So, all right. So hopefully you guys got something out of this. I will uh, talk to you later. All right. See ya.